everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 33, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is currently down in the on-deck circle. Let's go to him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Good afternoon, man. Hello. How are you? Good. You? Good. Gym day, laundry day, Ooh. baseball day. Yes. Wife's out of town, so just kind of dicking around the apartment. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Yeah, getting to watch some baseball and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, watching the Braves. Looking forward to uh, you coming out to Atlanta in a couple weeks, and we'll go We'll go see them play Colorado. Yeah, man. I'm really excited for that, too. I've, uh, I was actually – I ordered my wife a uh, – a, uh, Atlanta shirt yesterday, so or a couple days ago. So pretty nice. I should probably get one. The one that I've got is one of the three quarter sleeve like warm up things, and that you know, I need a t shirt. I hope it's not the same one that I have. That's the Red Sox version of it. That's like blue and gray ish. It probably is. They did it. They did the same thing for every team. So I've got one for the Rangers and one for the Braves. Awesome. It's still it's a it's a great looking shirt though. Yeah, I dig it. I wear it to sleep. Stuff. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Yeah, man. I've been. uh, I watched the. the Red Sox Blue Jays game yesterday and watched that Xander uh, walk off homer. It was good to see. They, it's pretty crazy, man. With all the games that Boston's won this year, they've only walked off twice. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess they've just been punishing teams, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's still just that's a crazy stat whenever that happened. I like that you text me when he hit that, that grand slam. You said, incredible salami for Xander. <laughs> and I feel like that's um, an underused phrase. Like, love that salami. Yep. Is that, that's an old school thing, right? Yes, Grand yeah. Salami. Now gone old school. Now we're trying to bring it back. I think, totally. I think it's pretty cool. It's been a hell, yep. of, hell of a weekend, though. Mike Matheny finally got fired. It's almost like you called it. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I was going to shout this out before as a preface to the piece of shit corner. But yeah, we really called that, didn't we? Yeah. I'd say more you than anybody, but I'm not surprised by any means. I have another preface for the piece of shit corner that I'll get to later. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and, and pull the trigger on this one. Um, I told you so Cardinals, you suck. <laughs> they, they deserve it. They deserve it. We'll get to that here in a few minutes, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was, I think that was the first manager firing, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, historically he's not a good baseball player. I am literally already forgetting his name. I almost called him, uh, Matt Matheny. Yeah. So Same. fuck that guy. Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Brad Osmus of the NL. <laughs> oh, Ouch. <laughs> They're Hopefully basically they don't have any Detroit Tigers fans out here. They're basically the same person if you think about it. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. I'm yeah. losing. <laughs> you moved on already. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's run through the sponsor here. So we're this is follow up part two to the NL uh, needs for the trade deadline. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit a little bit about the uh, NL needs. We're going to talk about the All Star game coming up here in a couple days. We have a pretty mm-hmm. special episode coming up. Uh, here in the next couple days, so lots of cool stuff happening. So we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, let's see. Ben sent some stuff over the wire there. Oh, here we go. All right. Are you tired of being backed up? Is your lawn looking less than lustrous? Well, boy, do we have the product for you. That's right. I'm talking about Bartolo's Colon Cleanse and Lawn Fertilizer. <laughs> Let me paint a quick picture for you, listeners. It's a Monday at the office, and you're really struggling from that delicious weekend homemade brisket that you smoked all day on Sunday. You suffer for hours in that backed-up Monday misery, and you do nothing but pray for sweet relief. When you get home, you see that your lawn is dying. What a Monday, right? Not anymore with our friends at Bartolo's Colon Cleanse and Lawn Fertilizer. That's right, guys. Half a cup will have you on your way to lava heaven, and a full cup will have your lawn winning awards in no time. Next time you're at your local grocery store or Home Depot, pick up a drum of Bartolo's Colon Cleanse and Lawn Fertilizer today. Back to you, Sam. Whoa. <laughs> Lava heaven. <laughs> I don't know. I like how you can pick up a drum of it. Is that a 55-gallon yeah. drum? So whenever we were riding the 40-liner for this thing, I was like, I wonder what capacity this should come in. A tube? That didn't seem right. Industrial size. We right. need metal barrels. Yeah, that's what I pictured. Yeah. Jesus, that is beautiful. It's good stuff. The lava thing just just came to me. You know. Sweet relief. Sweet relief indeed. It's good stuff. All nice right. work. Thank you. All right. I guess it is time for the piece of shit corner, right? Yeah, let's talk pieces of shit. All right, ready? Yep. 
This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Yeah, that intro still gets me. I super appreciate that. Good stuff. Um, So, yeah, welcome to the piece of shit corner. I have... Uh, one one sort of preface note, actually two. Let's let's go back to the Cardinals and tell them that we told them so because Mike Matheny is a piece of shit, and um, the organization's behavior has sort of confirmed that. We know that he's a piece of shit. He's running a garbage clubhouse, and go fuck yourselves, Cardinals. Yep. Fans, organization, players alike. All of the above. Uh, I'd also like to go in the opposite direction and apologize to France because they just won the World Cup. Good for you. You still suck at baseball. And uh, I don't like your general attitude, but nice work. Do you have a hard one against France? Yeah, I think they're just kind of pompous. I've never met a French that I like. Okay, I like it. But I, I do appreciate you making good on, on the, uh, you know. Credit where credit is due. I will totally shit on people, but if I am proven wrong, I will, I will do an about phase pretty promptly. To be 100% fair, they didn't, uh, they weren't, I mean, it still wasn't baseball, so I don't know how else. Still not baseball, still zero World Series, still just a lot of smoking French cigarettes and, and black turtlenecks over there. Indeed. I just tweeted from the, uh, the outfielder uh, Twitter handle at the Cardinals and just said, we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that uh, all the things I'm saying are not libelous and I am largely unprotected. This is what we do. It's what yeah. we do. I guess I'll hire some some lawyer to help me out. No, we have a legal team. Yeah, what we fuck? got the legal team. They're, they're a little distracted sometimes, so that's kind of... Yeah, cool. First piece of shit. Current player, Rugnet Odor okay. of the Texas Rangers. Okay. He is on pace for his worst season in the MLB while being paid the most of his five seasons. We just signed him for a six-year, $50 million contract. He is hitting two thirty eight with an OPS of six ninety five with nine home runs. Uh, last season, he had over 30. So... Not looking so good. Um, I've been led to believe that this man has fantastic work ethic and basically eats, sleeps, and lives baseball. However, he has a terrible attitude and far too much swag to justify his level of production. So pick up the pace and we'll forgive your ass hattery, Rugnet Odur. I would agree. That guy sucks ass. He really does. Ever since he yeah. socked Bautista in the face. Yeah, I mean, I certainly appreciated that because Bautista, uh, as we've noted, is also a giant piece of shit. Um, and you kind of want a guy on your team like that, but um, globally, you kind of you know the guy's a dick that mm-hmm. deep down, right? Even though he's on your side and probably intimidating other players. Indeed, he does play for the Mets now, so there is that. Yeah, I'm okay with Bautista playing on the Mets. Rugned, if he if he did what he did the last two years, would be happy. He's a Ranger, but um, largely still just kind of shitty shitty guy uh, with his attitude and his swag. Do you think that the uh, horses that came with that contract are distracting him? I think the horses went to his head. I do. That'll happen, man. That's got to be careful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a horse guy, so hey, can't speak can't I mean, speak to the general impact. But it happened with Carl Crawford in Boston. It, it can happen here. I, wow. I don't know if that really happened with him, but probably not. Is my guess. So the big focus of my piece of shit corner uh, this episode is Kurt Schilling, previous oh, player. Fuck him. He has a career war of 79.6, a career ERA of 3.45, 3,116 Ks over 3,200 innings, and a whip of 1137. Mm. He played for Baltimore, Houston, Philly, Arizona, and Boston, and is a three-time World Series champ. So you may be asking yourself, hey, Sam, why is this guy a piece of shit with those numbers? They sound great. Uh, So I'm going to tell you why he's a piece of shit. Um, Kurt Schilling is largely a troll with these historically tone deaf and out of touch political takes. Mm-hmm. Um, he has successfully run a successful video game studio into the ground. Um, and while video games aren't easy, they are recession proof. And I have no doubt that his abrasive and petulant behavior um, led to his, his failure in this endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Schilling feuds with everyone, including, but not limited to 
Alex Rodriguez, Buck Showalter, Any Team Management, Flax, Walls, ESPN, Pedro Gomez, and therefore Hispanics, the Houston Astros, Shadows, Noises, Taxes, and Bankruptcy. <laughs> bankruptcy is, is the, the anchor there, which makes the most yeah. sense. Last but not least, uh, Kurt Schilling drinks skim milk. He would. So I'm really, really torn for obvious reasons on yes. how I feel about him because in yes. some ways he's like one of my heroes. And like whenever he got sick and had cancer and all that, like I was definitely pulling for the guy. And all, I get all, you know, like all that. But man, like he is such an asshole. And, Huge asshole. And I get like the whole censorship thing and like not wanting to censor yourself. I mean, shit, if we couldn't go out there and give our opinions, we wouldn't be sitting right here doing this exact show. So I yep. get all that. But at the same time, and I'm not saying that you even got to be soft with your opinions because God knows we issue some really, really harsh opinions on this show at times. And that's fine too. But like just feuds with everybody and it just ends up looking pathetic. The, the, I guess the best way to, that I always think about it when I think about him is I feel the same way about him that I do with any other athlete that thinks that they, they should be fighting with anybody on Twitter. Get a yes. fucking grip. Seriously. Alex Bregman is that other guy for me. Can't stand him. Really? Anymore. Yes. He fights with people on Twitter all the time like a douchebag. Oh, man. I need to look into this. He might, he might be in the running now. Yeah. He's definitely up there. He's just a fuck. But okay. uh, yeah, man. And the, the whole crazy part about the whole shill thing with the video game company, too, is the fact that he took the state of Rhode Island for a bath as well. He did. He did that. And the, the, the studio was, I, I'm a love video games. Like I play all genres, love it, understand the procurement cycles and the development cycles. And it's a very difficult and competitive business. However, he was running and uh, a very successful studio. They had a really big AAA production that did really well. And then he ran it into the ground. So yeah. that's pretty tough to do. We should sometime, maybe in the off season, we have some more time. We should talk more about this story. Cause it's, it's got a lot of legs to it, and it's fascinating, though. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this guy. Um, his feuding with the ESPN, the state of Rhode Island, and his tax woes, his bankruptcy, um, just general ass hattery. There's you know all kinds of anecdotes and rumors about his behavior on and off the field, and we could do many hours on Kurt Schilling. Indeed, it also seems to add up too. All right, it does. Cool, cool. Um, let's see. Baseball tangential. Angel Hernandez oh. uh, is arguably the worst umpire in the MLB. He has some of the worst calls in baseball, largely disrespected by all of the players, not, not limited to Ian Kinzer, who's been largely outspoken about Angel Hernandez's terribleness, told him to, quote, find another job. Um, whether he's reviewing home runs in Oakland or making terrible calls at the plate, um, Angel Hernandez is just the worst and a real piece of shit. He really he also is. filed a, dis a racial discrimination suit against the MLB last year, um, which is fine. Like you're totally allowed to file racial discrimination suits, but you also really suck at your job. So consider that you're being discriminated because you're terrible at it exactly. and less because you're from Cuba. Exactly. Like I, I have no problem with that at all. I think it's a very deserving thing that should, you know, everybody should have, have the right to do, but like, I agree with you. I think he gets treated like shit because he's very bad at what he does. And I've seen every time I see that he's on an umpiring crew for any Red Sox game, I just shake my head. He time. gets chirped at by managers and players alike. Um, nobody likes this guy because he's just really, really bad. And um, he just kind of sticks around. Yeah. It's not really, it's not healthy. You know, who's gotten actually better as he's gotten older is Joe West. I was, I thought you were going to say Buckner. That would have been unfortunate. I actually watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm that Buckner was in, and of course he had a missed catch. I mean, it's, of course he <laughs> of course did. He did, you know. No, but uh, yeah, he's gotten better over time. I feel like or at least he's cooled out on a lot of things uh, as far as all that goes. So I like Joe West more than I ever have because someone like Angel Hernandez took his place. Yep, go fuck yourself, Angel Hernandez. Well, I like it. And Finally, uh, unrelated to baseball, this is also kind of a, an old man statement and a, almost a public service announcement, okay. but texting and driving, stop Ooh. fucking doing it. I uh, have almost gotten hit. So I was largely cooped up in the apartment yesterday just because I just kind of wanted to relax and play some Xbox, but I did go out and get lunch and there were three separate incidences where I had to swerve out of the way of someone merging into my lane right next to me because they were on their fucking phones. Uh, it feels really bad in Atlanta. I'm sure it's only getting worse um, across the nation. They just passed a law here in Atlanta on July 1st that says you can't have your hand on your phone any longer. 
which is great, but the behavior here is terrible. I actually uh, have to drive defensively. Like I have to get the fuck out of the way of people who are not paying attention. It's super annoying. Um, so just stop it. Exactly. I agree with you. You're uh, part of the grounds crew. Don't text and drive. It's dumb. It's not worth it. Uh, use CarPlay, whatever you got to do. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Love it. They're just going to have to start enforcing it harder, really and truly. It really so is. I guess the piece of shit here is the people who do it and yes. don't care about the safety repercussions. Indeed. That's- and if you can't put on an album, you're listening to music, you can't put on an album and you can't listen to it all the way through, you should get a fucking grip anyway. So, and if you can't not look at Twitter or Facebook for the duration of your drive, then you've got a fucking problem. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. Good stuff, man. Done. That is the piece of shit corner. All right. So we have a couple of items to follow up on, or I guess just one item to follow up on from the last episode uh, as far as AL things that we left out. I can't believe that we left out talking in any way, shape, or form about Blake Snell. We talked about Wilson Ramos, for God's sakes. We talked about that. And Sergio Romo. What the fuck? (laughs) We fucked that. So, uh, Blake Snell. Talk about him, Sam. Blake Snell is uh, arguably one of the best pitchers in the AL right now um, in terms of ERA and K per nine. Nobody really talking about him because he's on um, a terrible team. And we talked about this in previous episodes. But really good players tend to be underrated when they're on garbage teams. Um, he missed the cut for the all-star team last I checked the rosters, but, um, he is fucking aces out there and not getting any credit. Um, definitely a huge trade ship for the Rays come the deadline. And I think we should expect to see him somewhere else. I even talked about Ivaldi over him. It's unbelievable. I know it. They, uh, I'm pretty sure that someone got hurt and they put him in as a, uh, reserve. Hmm, interesting. So, I mean, I'm glad he's getting the recognition he deserves because he's pitched really, really well this year. Yes. What do his numbers look like? Do you have them handy? I don't have them handy. Let me pull them up real quick. Yeah. He's, Under three ERA. Yeah, no no doubt. I mean, and he's probably the goofiest looking kid there is out there. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, like, he's got the stuff. And it, it, he's one of those guys that he just doesn't look big enough at all. No. But he's got some command. Let's see. Okay, this season he has a 227 ERA, 120 innings pitched, 134 strikeout, a whip of 1067. Really wow. good. 12 wins. Wow. He I mean, looks yeah, he looks like an, an anemic cancer patient or something. How many uh losses does he have? 5. Wow. So For the Rays. Re- well, right. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's really good. Absolutely. Uh, 20 games, 17 decisions, pretty good. Not bad at all. Did the Rays? The Rays won like seventeen to two yesterday, or some shit like that. Yeah, they crushed. They absolutely crushed. I don't remember who it was. I'm looking right this second. Um, but I don't think he because he's been. So he would be off now if he's gonna if he's gonna be available for the All Star game. He would be unavailable now. I'm pretty sure. Um. Yeah. I think yeah, that would be correct. They beat the Twins nineteen to six. God. Oh yeah. They they fucked up. Um. My pitcher. What's his name? Jose Barrios. Oh, yeah. Really, really good pitcher. Got God, destroyed. In the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, they had five runs. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a lot of crooked numbers. Yeah, that's insane. Um, that Rays team is its just a damn shame that they play in the AL East. It is a damn shame. Again, I love that they're stealing wins from real teams. It's really cool. I mean, they've got And a 49... team that can operate with such little um, payroll is awesome. Exactly. I mean, they're... They're three games over 500. They've got 49 wins, which, I mean, hell, Cleveland's got 51. Houston's got 64. Philly's got 53. So, I mean, they'd be in the, the random thick of it if the AL wasn't so set up and done already. Yep, I think that's accurate. So, kudos to Blake Snell. Apologize it was not an intentional snub. Um, snub it, Snell. Snub it, Snell. All right, let's discuss the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby. Let's do it. So home run derby is on Monday at eight. And I look, I love the home run derby. I fear that um, we're getting to the point where people are so worried about their health. Rightfully so. We're just a little bit smarter medically than we were 50 years ago, but um, players will forego the home run derby, even though we very much want them in the likes of Aaron judge and uh, John Carlos Stanton. I think it's because they're on the Yankees are not in the home run derby, even though they should be. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're trying to save them as much as possible. I mean, Bryce Harper's playing in it, though, but, I mean, he probably fucking needs to, given how terrible he's been this year. Yeah, isn't it in Washington? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably why. I think yeah. he's did 23, 25 home runs, but that's pretty much all he's doing. Exactly. So you got Bryce Harper versus Freddie Freeman. What do you that'll think? That'll be good. That? Yep, that'll be good. I got, I got Bryce. Yep, agreed. Uh, Max Muncie versus Javi Baez. Muncie. Yep, agreed. Uh, Jesus Aguilar versus Reese Hopkins. That'll be good. Hoskins. Hoskins, yeah. Did I say Hopkins? You did. That's okay. Son of a bitch. Super common. What a silly name this guy has. I know. I was just looking at it, too. Uh, Alex Bregman, fuck him, versus Kyle mm. Schwarber, also fuck him. Schwarber, baby, is going to win. You think so? Yeah, probably yep. so. I think so. I hate Alex Bregman, but that we've already talked about that today. I'd never heard that he was unlikable. I need to really do some research on He's that He's unlikable guy. here. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have... So I'm, I'm going to say... Jesus is going to upset Hoskins here. That's fair. I think they're both largely unknown quantities to most of the country. So Agreed. I think Agreed. The, this seeding is probably totally garbage. I could see Schwaber coming out of it, I guess. I, fuck, I don't know. I don't even know what to think of that guy anymore. Medium. He needs to be in the AL. That's all I know. Medium. Yep. Definitely uh, an AL guy. Max Muncy will come out. And then, so if you had Bryce Harper versus Max Muncy, who do you feel there? I got Bryce. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would... Mm, I, I think Javi Baez is going to pull something. Oh, yeah. Well, he's what not going to get out of the first me? round anyway. Um, yeah, man. That'll be good. It'll be fun. All right. Let's look at the actual All-Star game. So that is on Tuesday. Yep. So the good news is we are recording an episode that night for Wednesday that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We've been talking mm-hmm. about this for a while. So really looking forward to that. Um, it is not our MLB The Show tournament, which will come at some point, but uh, that will be fun as well. Love it. Uh, all right, so in the, we'll start with the American League team. We have uh, Salvador Perez, the catcher, surprising there, but he's had a pretty good season overall. Wouldn't be surprised a trade piece there. Yep. Uh, Jose Abra, Abra, Abreu. Abreu, good God. Um, Altuve, Jose Ramirez, Machado, Betts. Uh, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez. Love it. I think these guys are nails. They're going to crush the ball. All of them. I'm, uh, the NL, I, I, I just have this hot take that the NL is not any good this year, and I think the AL is going to crush them in the All-Star game and in the playoffs. Too bad it doesn't cool. mean anything anymore for home field or anything. You know, I liked that it meant something. I, I don't know. If that's not a very popular opinion, but I liked it a lot. I agree with you 100%. I don't know why. I mean, I get I, – I guess I understand both sides of the argument, but – Overall, I thought it was cooler that it meant something. Yeah, now it doesn't mean shit. Yep. Um, all right, so let's talk about pitchers here. So who do you think will get the start? Um, probably Bauer. Definitely Trevor Bauer. Although he pitched today. Over sale? And yeah, I don't know. That's close. That is close. Charlie Morton's not going to start... Garrett Cole's not going to start. Yeah, okay, sale. I can see sale for sure. But I could also see Trevor Bauer too. But if he if he started today, well then three days Tuesday? off. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I guess. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to reverse my call. I'm going Chris Sale. I like that call. That's okay. good. Cool. I then would, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I would. Yeah. So I would say that Trevor Bauer will be soon after that. Garrett Cole, J.A. Happ, I think will be soon after that. And then Sever- I think they dig into the bullpen. Yeah. They go like. They'll probably leave a Roldis for the last inning. Um, I don't know. But Edwin, Edwin Diaz probably in there somewhere in the four or five inning range. Yeah. Also, uh, Severino's going to find a place in there somewhere. Um, Kluber's day-to-day, so he's probably not going to pitch at all. Yep. I I think that Craig Kimbrell's going to be shutting it down. He's probably having the best of any closer out there or in top three, right? Yeah. I think the the bigger name is Aroldis Chapman and he's a, you know, fireballer. So they'll probably put him in there. Yeah. I could see it either way. Um, I agree. Not even being biased though. I mean, yeah. Aside from the bias, he's been, anytime they've asked him for the four out save, he's got it, you know, all that. All right. uh, National league. So you got Wilson Contreras, uh, Freddie Freeman, Javi Baez, Nolan Arenado, Brandon Crawford, Nick Marcakis, Matt Kemp, and Bryce Harper. The Braves are um, wildly overrepresented in yes. this in this uh, All Star game, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, fucking agreed. I think the and then also Brandon Crawford. Eh. He's a good shortstop. Um, there aren't a. I don't know who who would you put in his place. 
Um, Trevor Story, Trevor, he's a shortstop. Yeah, Trevor Story was the first one that jumped into my head. Um, yeah, Brandon Crawford is quietly very good. I yeah. think uh, it's the exact same thing we've been talking about, just on a shitty team. Yeah, Nick Markakis is very overrated this season. Mm-hmm. Um, not, sh- I think he probably just got the votes to be in there. But is he really stealing the starting spot from Charlie Blackman? Dude, that's that's kind of suspect to me. Charlie that, Blackman is so good. I agree. And in Charlie Chuck Nasty's not even having the best year. <laughs> Chuck Nasty. You've never heard that nickname for him? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that's one of the nicknames for him. Um, he's having even kind of a, a quieter year than he's had in the last couple. Yeah. But Nick Markakis, I'm pretty sure. Let's look at his numbers real fast. I'm pretty sure his numbers have been decent. But I, I'm I still would go with Charlie any day there. But I think so. Yeah. And uh, you look at Paul Goldschmidt being a reserve at first base. Bullshit. Uh, Freddie Freddie's really good though. They're both really good. I I prefer Goldschmidt. I 100 percent agree. But I guess we're not really talking about like the uh, home run contest or anything or the home run derby. Um, Nick, it's true. Nick Markakis is hitting 323 on base, 388, and an OPS of 877. So I mean, not a terrible year, but he's. Yeah. I, I just, it's well above his career average. 100. Oh, no doubt. But I, I I agree with you. I would have a hard time putting him in over Chuck. So. Yeah, um, I, I expect to see a lot of the NL reserves show up later because so many of them are so, so good. Agreed. Wilson think? Contreras is having a garbage year at the plate, but is the favorite because of his defensive prowess. But J, JT Real Muto is like the best um, offensive guy. He'll get in there and, at, and get some at-bats after two or three innings, I bet. Agreed. Is, um, I hate R- Wilson Contreras simply because of how he spells his name. Does he spell it weird? He spells it with two L's, right? He does. Fuck that. I didn't know that. Wow, I've been misspelling his name. I don't love that. Well, Um, he's been misspelling his name. I've been doing it right. Right. No, you've been absolutely correct. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised we see Ozzy at some point. I wouldn't be surprised to see Scooter Jeanette. He's been been pretty solid overall. Mm -hmm. You and I were talking about him last year as the guy that scores like a shit ton of fantasy points one day and everybody goes and picks him up. He's been consistent. He's kind of hung on this year. He's pretty good. Yeah, not terrible. That was a bad take. Yeah, no, I I agreed with you 100. percent So it's probably bad on both of us. Yeah. Uh, who do you think gets the start on that side? The start, ooh, it's got to be Degrom. I, I go, I'm going Degrom. I agree with that. I think that makes the most sense. So good. Uh, or Scherzer, Degrom or Scherzer. There's some good pitching here. Yeah, you know, it's a since it does the game doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. There's really no strategy involved. They're gonna it's a popularity contest, and they're gonna throw guys out there if they want to play. Yeah. Like if Scherzer says, fuck it, I don't want to start because it doesn't mean anything or, you know, I want the day of rest, he won't play. Yeah, I agree with that. I was surprised to see that the Braves were rec- uh, uh, in here with Fultenowitz. Fultenovich is, uh, he's good though. I like, yeah. I like Sean Newcomb a little bit better, um, but Fultenovich is having a really good season. He is. I, I guess I was surprised that people are that high on him. I think he's maybe not quite at his peak yet, but he's yeah. he's getting there. He's definitely growing. So yeah, I'd like to see. I wouldn't it. be surprised to see Zach Greinke pick up the second inning. Yeah, Brad Handel definitely be on the back end of that too because they're trying to yeah. trying to up his trade value as much as they can. He's controllable definitely. for like three more years though, so I don't think that San Diego's going to be in a rush to move him. Mm-hmm. Although they should be because San Diego's always wrong about almost everything. So they always have such good talent there, and then they get rid of it. I, for for things that don't pan out, which is unfortunate. But especially with a hard throwing reliever like that, though, I would want to cash in on him because they've got a pretty big, uh, a pretty good mix of like vets and then young underpaid vet, uh, young guys and then overpaid veterans. I feel like. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so that'd be cool, man. I'm excited to watch. We'll see what happens. Should be fun. I like watching it again. Hopefully, it's not just like exhibition amount of efforts, given that it doesn't mean anything. But that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree. It's going to be cool being in uh, D.C., though. You were just there, right? Yeah, I was there this time last year, like last June. Oh, okay. Um, really fun ballpark. Some people say it doesn't have any character, but I really enjoyed the area. It's like a, a developing area called the Navy Yard. Mm-hmm. Um, nice new stadium. I enjoyed it immensely. I have no idea why people complain about it, but it was, it was really cool. It's Good just a, a little – it seems like a little more uh... – just uh, a little generic. I yeah, suppose. a little generic. Exactly. It's exactly like the Braves ballpark. Like I'm excited to see it and everything, but I mean, everything I can tell, it seems a little generic, but that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. I think 
the the days of grandiose stadiums for baseball are coming to an end. Oh, I think they've been at an end for quite some time. I think that the Rangers park, park was probably one of the last real grand kind of parks built like that, right? Yep. Yep, back in the 90s. Even that's too big. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's dive into this NL trade deadline talk. So we've got a lot of things to talk about here uh, mm-hmm. in the NL East specifically. So uh, we can just chalk up that Miami is going to be sellers even more so, right? Yep. They'll lose Real Mudo, I think. And maybe uh, Dietrich, who's doing really well. Maybe a Starling Castro. You know, I just don't know what their strategy is for building around the club. Uh, for the coming years, whether they're going to try and continue to sell or if they have some guys that they want to build build around, I just I have no fucking clue. I don't know that they know. So that Goodness. that makes it tough. Fucking business. It's just all business over there. <laughs> I know, I know it. Um, all right. So the Mets are going to sell, right? Yeah, they have to sell. I don't. But what at, lo- at what level? Again, we just don't know what level they're going to sell at. They could they could totally get rid of every one of their starters and get a ton of shit in return. But um, enough of those guys are young that they probably want to hang on to them. Yeah. That's my thing, man. Like it just, we've talked about with Jimmy a ton. It's like, they're very, I mean, guys like Brandon Nemo and Conforto, if he could stay healthy and um, man, there's just so many young, like pretty decent players on this team. Yeah, but then there's also really old guys who suck. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, and that's definitely on them. But I mean, uh, yeah, man. they could get rid. I mean, Jerry Blevins will go somewhere. Seth Lugo will go somewhere. I think they're probably not going to get rid of Familia. This is like this is a team that really likes its names, yes. right? You've got Jose Reyes and Jose Bautista. They're just names out there. Yep, that's true. Hmm. I'm just looking at this roster and I'm just trying to decide like what all they have that they could even really unload for anything of value. There's not a ton, which is there. I've heard they're going to maybe try to un- unload Wheeler. Okay. I could see that. That makes He could flourish sense. somewhere else. I think I agree. Um, I feel like they're going to unload either DeGrom or, or Thor. I'm not sure which though. I, hmm. Wow, that would be a huge blow to the the remaining, um, I don't know, fervor that the fan base has. I agree, but fuck, I mean, they're just terrible. So why not at this point? Hopefully they blow it up and rebuild. I don't think they're going to do it to the level that they need to. No, probably not. I, I, I know that we have Jimmy to weigh in on on uh, what's wrong with that team. We have maybe too many Jose's that stink. <laughs> there you go. How many are there? There's at least two. Yeah. Yeah. So. Their injuries, uh, they have a lot of injuries too. I mean, they they've got do. Cespedes and Jay Bruce. And that's Jason the problem, Davis. man. Like that's their biggest issue is just they can't ever stay healthy enough. Yeah. Um, yep. It's and, troublesome. And do you also, think that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think the window is closed for them? Yes. If they, let's say they're completely healthy next season, all next season. Are they done for? They're not going to make it. No, I, I, first of all, I don't ever see that happening with the way this roster is constructed. And second of all, they're in a way more competitive division. That's the harder. That's going to be what they're going to face going forward is how much more. Because, I mean, they were good at a time where Philly was terrible and the Braves were terrible. So that's just two right. teams marked off the list that you don't have to worry about. The tables have turned. Indeed. What it, God, the AL East would be a complete shit show. And it would be awesome to watch if the Mets were competitive. How cool would that be to watch? The Phillies, the Braves, the Nationals, and the Mets just had at it. That'd be so much fun. Very cool. That would be so much fun. Unfortunately, There's no division like that right now. Everything else, I mean, that that is the division with the three teams, but everything else, all the ALs locked up. The NL is, it's kind of mixed up, but this is the truly most competitive division. Really, really is. All right, let's move on to the Nationals. What do you think the Nationals need to do? So they are, just as reference here, they are at 47 and 48. So they're, I didn't even know they were at game under 500. That's unbelievable. They've been a game under 500 for about a week now. Oh God. Um, they need to get healthy, and they need to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they actually need anything. I mean, everyone always needs an extra arm in the bullpen or an extra bat here or there, but they've already got a lot of that stuff going on. They need to be healthy, and they need to hit the ball. 
They really, really do. Like, uh, we've talked a ton about Bryce Harper already drawing a ton of walks and stuff like that. But I mean, that's kind of the point, right? Like, he's not hitting the ball. And, yeah. It's like, like hitting 212 on, or something. Right. Last it's getting on base, but that doesn't always translate past what, what they need for it to, to happen. So. The names are there. The talent is there. They, I, I think they could pick up a middle infield. Middle, okay. in, middle infield guy. Do they need Defoe's to- not doing it. Daniel Murphy isn't doing it. Okay. Yeah. Do they? It'll maybe first base too. Do, I was gonna say, do they add pitching in any way? I think yes. There's uh, no team that is like, nope, we're good. Pitching's all fine, right? Yeah. They're always searching. So as a team, the Nats are hitting 244. They're on base 322, slugging 403, and an OPS of 725. It's not awesome. On base is decent. It is, but I'm not surprised by those numbers, given that Juan Soto and and Bryce Harper walk at an alarming rate. Not alarming, like really, really high. Juan Soto's OBP is like 400 something. It's crazy. Good God. Yeah, I, I, it's a good pickup on my part, if I do say so. I'm I applaud it. I definitely <laughs> applaud it. They just need a little work. They they'll pick up an arm, hopefully a middle infielder, and then they just need to fucking get after it. They're just slumping. I wonder what that is. It feels like a leadership thing. This clubhouse is not good, I don't think. No. Not as bad as the Cardinals, but still. Not as bad as the Cardinals. At least. Told you so, Cardinals. <laughs> hey, we, we put the word out there. We tweeted at them, so we're good. Yes. Um, yes, we did. Indeed. All right, <laughs> so let's talk about the Braves next. How about that? Sure. Braves. Third base. I think as much as Camargo is making a name for himself, um, they could definitely use use someone there, whether it's an Adrian Beltre as a backup or something. Ooh. I think they could pick up a third baseman and be better off for it. Oh, I never even thought about Beltre there. So I've heard that they could – I don't think that they will, but I've heard they may be on a Machado. I don't know why you would do that specifically because yep. uh, they're not like the Phillies, which we'll talk about in a second, who are very much in and very much should be. Yep. Um, I like their catching the Braves catching situation with Kurt Suzuki yep. and plus Tyler Flowers. I think he's that's a really good situation. I like the way that uh, Flowers frames pitches. Um, I, you could always add something to the bullpen or to the uh, to the bullpen, yes, but also to the rotation. Maybe I don't know what that would look like. Maybe like a four yeah. five starter. Um, yeah, they need another starter for sure. If they've got enough guys um, on the DL who are starters, they could definitely pick up an arm. Um, and relieve the Julio Tehrans out there who are kind of crumbling. Although he's pitching really well right this time. I was going to ask you, like, what I, I feel like my opinion on him changes often. Your opinion of David Price is very similar to my opinion <laughs> of Julio Tehran in that he'll have a he'll stumble a couple games and just look like dog shit, and then he'll pull out a gem, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from against a really good team? Yep. Um, it's just completely unpredictable. And he's been on and off the DL um, enough times to be pretty worried that he, he probably won't make it through the second half. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a very good point. Which, by the way, I won that David uh, Price bet against you. So. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I forgot about it. It was, only, it was only two earned. That's why I sent you the stat line the other night. And when you didn't reply, I figured you forgot about it. Um, I don't remember you sending me the stat line either. Jeez, sure wow, did. it's just been a hell of a week. I know, I hear you. Um, the Braves are hitting 258 as a team. They're on base 326, slugging 419 and an OPS of 745. That's not terrible. Not terrible at all. You look at the outfielders out there, they're doing a really good job. The Ender Inciartes and the Nick Marcakis. Inciarte, I think, is kind of having another career year. Like, this is what we expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just kind of in the limelight with the team that's taken off. Nick Marcakis is punching well above his weight. And then Acuna, um, not hitting very well any longer, but definitely a name out there with enough pop to make you worried. Well, his his issue is that he can't stay healthy. Every time he gets going, he gets hurt. Yeah, I think he's hitting like 230, though. It's just, yeah. you know, over hundreds of at-bats. Well, and that's a young guy without the patience. He just needs to chill out. Yeah, I wish he would take a page out of Ozzy Albee's book and do do great things. He will. That kid is fucking awesome. Do you think that they're going to consider bringing in the real manager next year? Yes, yeah, I think they'll grow up a little bit. I think so too, and I think that's that would really, really help got younger guys' development like that. I don't know who that'll be. We'll talk more about that as it comes towards the the time. But there's definitely some younger guys out there that I think could get a lot out of that team. Totally agree. They need a bullpen arm. They need a rotation arm, and they'll pick up a bat. I bet. Yeah, even if it's not 
not a real impact bat. Like an Eduardo Nunez type of thing where it's like, what, obviously not him, but that kind of player. Yeah. They'll pick up a Lucas Duda from the Royals or something. There you go. Perfect. All right. So leading that division is the Phillies. Let's talk about them. Um, what are your thoughts here? They are so good right now. Um, the rotation's strong when healthy. You got Aaron Nola, Jake Arrieta, Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez, and this new guy, Enla De Los Santos, um, who was really good in his debut. Uh, these guys are super strong. Um, they've got a great bullpen. They've got great bats. I'm not sure where they buy, but they're buying. They're going to buy something. They're going to buy at third base, and they're going to try to get Machado. And I've heard that they've made the most enticing offer to the Orioles so far. That's not surprising to hear. They have a very strong uh, farm system and minor league system. So uh, good for them. I, I expect them to be very good this year. Um, well, gosh, no, next year I think I predict them as being great. They're yes. good this year. Yes, agreed. I think they're better than everybody thought they were going to be this year. But, I mean, this is the this is the the um, the result of just a long rebuild process that took them a long time to really get the right pieces in place. And, I mean, they burned that thing down in, what, like 2011 or 12 or something like yeah. that? Right around? Yeah, they've been garbage for a while now. You know, so, I mean, that's this has been a long time coming. I think that they've got – uh, as crazy as Gabe Kapler seems to be, it seems like he really has his way with this team. And that's, I mean, what at the, the end fuck? Of, okay, that wasn't meant to be a sexual pun. Um, <laughs> I think, no, but like, I, it, like it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's so weird that it's somehow it works. And obviously he's got the trust of the clubhouse. They're playing well. He's, he's got them bought in. He's doing really good things with the pitching staff, which I'm really uh, impressed with. I think Aaron Nala is probably one of the most underrated NL pitchers there are. Yep. Um, and Nick Pavetta is right up there too, even though his numbers may not reflect it, his stuff is. Mm. Yep. Him and Vince Velasquez, I think probably have some of the best stuff in, in the NL, even though they're just, they get hurt all the time. Yeah. And Vince Velasquez just needs to focus. He's running the bifocal Emporium and creamery and that's just. Just split, splitting his time, serving ice cream and such. It gets you. Uh, the, let's see the Phillies. So this is kind of surprising to me. The Phillies are hitting 237 as a team. On base 320, slugging 391, but uh, OPS is 711. So, like, they're, that's ranked number 11th in the NL. Hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of, t I think that's very similar to your, or very akin to your point, though, is that they're going to be good. It's just not there quite yet. Yep. Totally agree. This is a good team. So, question for you What are the chances that they pick up as Drubal Cabrera so that he can play on the same field as Odubel Herrera? Oh, my God. We could only hope. Um, I just, I mean, this is just a dream come true. Yes. I, that's the best thing that could happen to this show. The way I see it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give it a 15% chance. Yeah. It's probably low, Cabrera. probably low is my guess, but I mean, the Mets will be selling, but I don't know to someone in their division and eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that really matters anymore, but I can, I can wish. Yeah, I can exactly. Dream. I'll be pulling for you. Thanks. Any other thoughts on the Phillies? Nope. It's a good division, um, the the NL East. Uh, I look forward to seeing if they pick up Machado. That would be a game changer. Indeed. It's looking really hot there. Indeed. All right, so let's move on to the Central. So there's really only a couple teams that we have to talk about here, thankfully. So Cincinnati will be sellers. Yes. Um, but they've got a lot of good things to sell. I think that they could really build – I mean, we're talking about Cincinnati here, so let's keep it in mind. But, I mean, they've gotten a lot of value from guys like Matt Harvey, and that's – it's you got – could have fooled me, man. Yeah. I think I, I don't know if they're going to sell as much as um, they need to. I'm not sure the, the state of their rebuild, but the guys that are good um, on that team to me are Scott Schiebler, Billy Hamilton, Adam Duvall, Joey Votto. Um, those are the biggest names. Oh, and then Eugenio. I almost said Eugenio against Eugenio. Fuck. Oh, damn. Eugenio Suarez. These are good guys. Like uh, they could build a pretty strong team around that if they fill some gaps. So I just don't know if they're willing to sell those pieces right this second because they could be good. Yeah, that's the they're problem not. that you run into. But I mean, and that's always the, the task of figuring out the rebuild. And I think we've talked a ton about that with like the Rangers and like where they're at and what they're trying to figure out as far as like, where are we in this process? But I mean, I look at this roster and I mean, considering they got off to like a, a three and 21 start or something like that, I mean... I really think that they could make some moves and, and figure something out here. I mean, to put them in the, the, the contending pool a couple of years from now anyway. Yeah, I think the offense looks decent. They need pitching. Their rotation is not very good. Their bullpen also not very good. Right. They need a lot of help there. They always need help with their bullpen, though. Yeah. 
I don't want to live in Cincinnati either. No, we get it. Poor Joey Votto. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's on the spectrum, so he probably doesn't know what's going on. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, all right. So then I guess who would be next here? We'll talk about Pittsburgh real quick. So they're going to be sellers as well, I would think. They've kept it above water better than I thought they would. I think any of the outfielders that are their starters could go. You got Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, and Gregory Polanco. Those are all really good guys, um, and they could fill fill a hole in another team that needs an outfielder. I could see that. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I think they're hanging on to their pitching. Maybe they lose Nova. Yeah. Maybe. I think they're going to hold on to Jamie Talon. I think they're going to hold on. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is kind of a confusing team. There's... I mean, you've got Colin Moran there, who's had a pretty okay year, and yeah, their pitching staff just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else have we got? Nothing else on them, I don't think, on my part. What do you think about St. Louis, man? We've got a brand new manager in town. Oh gosh, who is it? Do we know? Uh, it's their uh, it's bench Mike. coach or something. Yeah. Well, so they fired the uh, Matheny, the and the hitting coach and the assistant hitting coach. So. Um, I think it's Mike Schilt or something like that that took their place. I think you get rid of Bud Norris. Um, if you're if they're making, I, this is very wishful on my part. But if they're trying to make a cultural shift in that team by getting rid of Matheny, they have to get rid of the, his lieutenants, and Bud Norris is one of them. So Agreed. any bad eggs on that squad have got to go. I don't know the others involved, but. Um, you got to think that if they're going to clean house, they're going to do it um, appropriately and not just cut the head off the snake. Agreed. This, I mean, this team isn't a poorly constructive team by any means. It is not. No, there are some really good hitters on that team. Matt Carpenter, Paul DeJong, and Carl, uh, what's his name? Colton Wong. They'll, yeah. they'll do it. And not to mention Marcelo Zuna. And Tommy Pham. Yeah. Like, uh, there's, there's a, uh, Jose Martinez, a great hit. I mean, there's a lot going on here that is really good, but. Yeah. I mean, it always worries me when I look at a rotation and see one, two, and three, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're telling me, man, they need they need help. Yeah. Um, they're done. They'll sell. We'll see what they sell. Do you think they will though? I dude, you know the Cardinals yes. here. <sighs> you know, they made a shrewd move getting rid of that Matt Matheny guy. <clears throat> Fuck him. I Who? mean they're only seven and a half games out of it. I mean, if they could get their offense going. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see them being sellers. I don't. Well, I think they should be sellers. I don't see them thinking of themselves as sellers, and that's kind of the, yeah. the hilarious part about it, I guess. Right. They're operating in a vacuum of racism and negligence. <laughs> Is racism? Play- <laughs> Is racism? Market. Market. Okay. On it. <laughs> I'm on it. Um, all right. What else there? Anything else? No, nah, I'm done talking about them. Fuck those guys. Yeah. No, we've bragged on them enough here. Um. Brewers. Brewers. What do you think about the Brew Crew? They're good. Yes. I like them a lot. Um, they need some help with pitching. They just lost a starter. So um, they lost Junior Guerrero on the 10-day DL. So with <laughs> forearm tightness. So that's never a great sign. He's been an innings consumer for that for that rotation. They need some arms. They've got a pretty good bullpen. I, you know, I'm trusting that bullpen all the way. It never hurts to pick up another guy who could probably pitch you three, four, or five innings. Right. As a long reliever, like a solid long reliever or a starter, so that's that's where I'm going. They could probably use a middle infielder too. I would agree with that. This team has been some at least somebody to I don't, either middle infielder or someone to back them up at first base. Um, Definitely, because I mean Aguilar is the only one there. And they lost Thames um, or Thames. I yep. forgot. I don't know how you pronounce it. They lost him. That's that's a huge blow to the first base side. Um, if they pick up a Machado, you could shift a Travis Shaw over to shorts. That would be fine. Yep. Um, and strengthen strengthen the middle infield a little bit. So, you know, you get that taken care of and pick up another arm and you're you're good to go for the rest of the season, I think. I'm a big fan of this dude named Nate Orf, O-R-F. <laughs> God bless you. That's a Orf. <laughs> Marking that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, they've... So, yeah, I would agree with that. I think some depth issues there. They've done a ton to... Like they did a ton in the off season to bolster their entire everything, really. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of, I mean, we talked about this, or we've talked about this a ton. I mean, they've got depth here, but they also, 
Uh, that dude, Josh Hader, is really, really good. He throws heat and a half uh, in the back part of their bullpen. So they've got a lot of good stuff there. I think they've got a deep bullpen, which is awesome. Uh, Nebel's really great to watch as a closer. I know you've been keeping your eye on that closely. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorenzo Kane, I love that in center, center field with Yelich backing him up. How does that go wrong? Um, or Yelich in left field, just depending on, on the lineup. So I love that Milwaukee has certainly embraced the whole not using the bullpen as in like an orthodox way. And I think it's really helping them. So I agree. I love that they do that. I love when teams mix it up and just use the best talent at the right time, regardless of their like inside the box um, job or responsibility. The other person that we shouldn't forget about here is Ryan Braun as much as we are anti Braun. I hate him. The Hebrew hammer. Yes. I hate him so much because of the PEDs or what? Because of the heat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, the PEDs. And just the fact that he acted like a fucking douche about it. Does he? Yeah. Just, well, remember he, like, tried to blame the dude who, like, who, like, uh, fucked up the test or something like that. That didn't really oh, work out for him. Mm, yeah. I don't recall, but that sounds like something he might do. Yeah, it was a bad saga. All right, Cubbies. This is. Yeah. The uh, Cubs are weird. Yes. Um, they're, I just wrote this. They're an anomaly packed tightly in a box of riddles shipped to the land of missed opportunity. Wrapped in a vest, I'll add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's... I, I, I've looked at this roster for three, four days. I have no idea what they're going to add here. I don't know either, but you know they've got really, really, really good front office and really, really good management and yeah. generally really good talent on the field. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, but I bet it's going to be good. I agree. Uh, Theo already said that they're not going to jump out in front of everything, that they're going to let things unfold and see what the markets look like for whatever they need. I would imagine That's... that they're going to try to add an arm here because Darvish is just hurt eternally, yes. it seems. Yeah, I know. He's on my team. It oh, sucks. Poor guy. Um, bullpen pickup, pretty common. They'll pick up Jerry Blevins. Okay, I can see that. Makes a ton of sense. Um, or maybe one of the well, the A's are going to be buyers. I think this is firmly yes. changed since we um, talked about the AL. So that kind of changes the market a little bit. If they're going to make a run, and Billy Bean says they're buying, um, there's a lot of talent that's off the table for the other teams to pick up. I agree with that. That's a good point. I hadn't even really thought much about that. That's a really, really good point. I don't know where they're going to... Well, their their bullpen is really, really good, the yeah. A's. They've got um, Trinian and... Who's the other guy out there? Shit. I don't know. I they're solid. They're yeah. solid. And other, you know, if they were 10 games back on the wild card, all those guys would be moving somewhere else, and they're not going to anymore. I agree with that. I'm, Less supply. It's bothering me that I can't think of... Let's see, I've got it right here. So, Trinian. Um, so, they've got Sean Manea in their rotation. Edwin Jackson, Cahill. Brett Anderson. Da, 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 da. I feel like there's somebody else. Must be hurt. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. In any event. It's I think fine. the Cubs uh, are going to pick up a bullpen arm. They'll strengthen themselves somewhere else. I just don't know where. Maybe right field. Jason Hayward sucks. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the West. Wrap this up. San Diego definitely sellers. What? Uh, any thoughts there? They have enough young talent that I think they'll hang on to a couple guys. Brad Hand will go somewhere. I bet. Yep, probably so. Hosmer has he been good? He has not been good this year. They just no. signed him. He'll stick around. Will Myers is a perennial. Stick around, guy. I don't, also don't like how he spells his name. It's not okay no. to spell it right. One one L, really? There's a, I mean, there's a bunch of nobodies out here. You think Freddie Galvis is in demand right now? I don't think so. I'm a big Freddie Galvis guy. Yeah, okay, good for you. I'm not 100% sure I just said his name right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, this man. This is largely a forgettable team. It sure is. All right, uh, let's, so let's forget about them. How about that? <laughs> Love it. San Francisco, where do you think they're at? I think they would have sold Samarja if they hadn't just put him on the DL. Just. That was my that was my big piece to talk about, and he's largely um, gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Elbow inflammation. Sounds right. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big hit to that that rotation for sure. He's always they'll, been. They'll unload bullpen arms. They've got um, 
what's his name? Mark uh, Melanson and Sam Dyson. They're they're decent. Derek Collins also in the bullpen. He'll go somewhere. You think? You think he's valuable anywhere? Mm, I never. No, I don't think so. He likes to play hockey and get hurt. If Derek Holland ends up in Boston for whatever reason, I will throw up. That, I don't think that's going to happen. Pablo's made a made a uh, Pablo F. Sandoval has made a, a little bit of a run this year. He's done okay. You think he'll get traded back to Boston? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that be? If we're finally paying him to work for for us. You want to talk about something that would make me quit? <laughs> I would quit. <laughs> uh, um, Gorky's Hernandez is having a really good season. I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of him. Yep, I would agree with that. Yeah, they've got some good pieces. They just moved Austin Jackson. We still really don't know what the Rangers are going to do with that. I think that the Rangers think that they're going to pull some sort of swift deal, but I don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah, I love that they did that and immediately designated Austin Jackson as though he's like in the hopper to go somewhere that they know, like a known quantity. Like he's going to the Cubs, so we got him, and then we designated him. But they don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. No, no, they're going to let the market play out and unfold. I, I, I don't. That's well. At the end of the day, Austin Jackson is not in demand either. No. Probably not, but I mean, if you were talking about someone that you were going to put in like right field to back up like Jason Hayward, like we were talking about, you know, yep. like maybe that's your guy. Perhaps. Perhaps, indeed. He's just never quite panned out to be anything of substance. Nope. Um. All right. So then we have Colorado. What do you think Colorado needs to do, man? Uh, let's see. Where are they in the standings? Are they going to make a run? So they Col- are... Two back on the wild card, so they're going to be buyers, I think. Mm-hmm. They're hitting 257, 322 on base, slugging 435 and 756 OPS. So I'm not going to uh, make any predictions here, but I will say don't go sleeping on Colorado because they are they're picking up the pace with their offense. You've got Ian Desmond hitting really well. Cargo is heating up. I don't know uh, if you know who Cargo is. It's Carlos Gonzalez. Sure do. He has hit 40 home runs in many, many seasons, and when he is hot, uh, he just mashes, and he is hot right now. So don't go sleeping on Colorado's offense. I think they're in pretty good shape in the outfield. And um, on the infield, I think they need pitching because it's Colorado, and they, always they just never have good pitching. Nobody wants to pitch there. So you pick up a couple arms and make a run and see what happens. I'm not familiar with anybody other than like Kyle Freeland of their rotation, to be honest with you. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, they need help. Sure do. Um, okay. So then Colorado, we'll talk about the Dodgers. What do you think about the Dodgers, man? I think the Dodgers are like a menagerie of talent between young guys and veterans. And I don't know what the hell they need. They need to not be injured so much. Right. That's what it is. They need to, they need to string together some really good, some really good games, I guess. But they, they have the talent. Um, they have a lot of injuries. If they could get some healthy guys back, that would be helpful. But in terms of the trade deadline, I'm not sure if they have the payroll to pick anything up that's meaningful. That's L.A. They always do. Okay. I mean, (laughs) you know. What do you think about Chase Utley retiring, speaking of which? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chase Utley, the Nazi, is retiring. So maybe he'll go to Argentina or something because that's what Nazis do when they retire. Um, Not really sure. Good for him. Nazi haven. He can drink two. Did did, uh, Jimmy come on and talk about his Chase Utley anecdote? About watching hardcore pornography? Yes, that's <laughs> that's such a weird thing. I bet he has a designated room at home for this, so I bet it gets a lot more mileage. Maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this team needs either as far as uh, everything, really. And depth is what they need. Their DL is unbelievable as far as how many people are unavailable for them. And the names on that DL are crazy. You got um, Urias, uh, Seeger, Ryu, Puig. Huh. Lots. A lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, all right. So then I guess that leaves us with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Um, more pitching. They're, they're bullpen. They're setup guys. Um, they have three setup guys. They are nails. Uh, closer, Brett Boxberger has been really good. But um, you just you never have enough arms in the bullpen. So expect a bullpen pickup. Maybe they make a run at a starter. And then uh, probably another another bat. I'm not sure where they put that guy. This team has so many guys that play in so many positions that I can't quite assess specific need. <laughs> what they need and where. Yeah. yeah. I would say definitely on the bullpen, or uh, definitely a bullpen arm, but definitely a starter is what they're really going to need. 
And I've been saying it all year. I, I continue to say it. I think that they're going to end up with Nick Cassiano somehow. That would be crazy. I'm just looking at their catchers, and I don't know who any of these people are. So maybe they make a play for Wilson Ramos out there. Yeah, I could see that. They also the, – the, the thing that's going to make it hard for them is just the fact that their lack of pros, prospects and what they have to trade away. I could see them <sighs> trading for like Nick Castellanos – and like a Michael Fulmer type of package, and that would be exactly what they need, but I don't think that they have the stuff to get that done. Oh, interesting. I'm not familiar enough with their back-end system to know that they don't have players to trade, but that's super interesting, I, the, the economy, that how that works. I just know that they've moved a lot of players for different things over time. Like like picking up Devin Marrero, for example, from the Red Sox. Like like Just little trades like that that seem to add up on them for quite some time. So. Yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, man. We got a lot for of sure. cool stuff coming for the trade deadline here. What? We're like about two weeks away, right? Pretty close. It's pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome indeed. Any final thoughts on trade deadline talk? Nope. No, I think we're in good shape. I look forward to um, covering the things as they unfold. As do I, my friend. As do I. All right. Well, we want to remind everyone to check us out on sensiblyloud.com, latest blogs, pods, photos, and more. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Outfielder Pod. Same handle on Instagram. We are on Facebook, the Outfielder Podcast. We are on the Apple iTunes Store. We are on the Google Play Store. So make sure to check us out. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Make sure to let us know. Uh, make sure to let everyone know that uh, you're feeling the love from the Outfielder. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 33 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah.